When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to LoveSportRadio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at LoveSportRadio on Twitter. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Callum. What a show we have for you. As always, we'll be going over last night's win against Norwich, the first league win for Spurs in the new year. Talking all about that, taking your listener questions and looking to what is a massive game, not just for Spurs, but also Chris Callum on the weekend because I know how important the FA Cup is. It is a huge one. And a, a revenge of Salt playing Saints a few weeks after Saints did the number on Spurs. So much to get into, but as always, you can be part of tonight's show and you can have your say. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. But before we get into all that, we have to start with a little bit of news. And I must admit, it's it's not just news, it's some very sad news. But over to uh, uh, Jason, obviously, uh, to tell us a little bit more about that. We sold Danny Rose. <laughs> that, was a, that was the second part of the news, Ricky. No, I mean it's a. I think it's a very, very sad day for the podcast and for me personally. Uh, Jason's decided that um, he no longer feels he wants to be a part of the shows on a weekly basis. Look, for me, I hope um, that he reconsiders and he wants to be part of them in the future. We'd love to have him back. I mean, for me, he's been a massive key part of the creation of Last Word on Spurs. He was there for, with me from the very, very start. We was on a different platform before this. So, for me personally, I feel like we've sold Harry Kane or he honestly is the the backbone for me um, and I've grown very very close to him over his last four or five years as a friend as well he's at my wedding and I'm really really sad that he's made the decision I've tried to change his mind he was in a Costa coffee at <laughs> ten past six before and I tried to persuade him other coffees but, are available uh, J- <laughs> Jason is a man of his word and um, for me personally yeah, I'm absolutely gutted he's been a gent um, he's the oracle many love him on the show and including us and I hope in the future he'll still come on for the odd show or two but obviously I'm gutted and over to Jason to maybe tell us the reasons why <laughs> it's not all Jose just in case anyone worries no it's it's 
you know, it's it's six years of of talking the same things, and I look tonight, and we'll discuss Danny Rose's comments, and I think I've I'm done and dusted with those comments. Mm. Everyone knows what I think. We'll talk Eric Dyer, and everyone knows what I think. We'll preview Southampton, and everyone knows we'll have the top four or cup question. Everyone knows what I think. They know what I think about Levy in, Levy out. It's it's just six years of. Same, same, same. And it's like Tottenham, so many stale people, It's it's got stale. And as I said to Rick, you know, when I watch a game now, I watch it and think, right, we've got to talk about this, we've got to talk about that. And I just want to go back to watching a game of football and at 90 minutes, they blow the whistle and think, right, next Wednesday, it's the next game without having to think what we're doing, where are we going to talk this, how are we mm. settling that? I just, just want to go back to to uh, to trying to enjoy the football, which is, that's hard enough at the moment, watching it at the moment. But... Um, that's why it's just tiredness, mate. Needs a refresh, and young Jamie can come in here, and he's the backup. He's the backup, and the the the, the new promise. So. <laughs> the new. It's, We're it, lucky. We've got a very strong team. Obviously, I'm mm. delighted to have Chris back on the show tonight as well. And you know, listen, well, I'm sure we'll come on to it later in the show. But yeah, again, for me, it's a. It's been a really hor- horrendous month. I think January. It's not been a great month. This. I've not really enjoyed this month, and this kind of tops it off. Losing Jace for me is a. Uh, is a big part of obviously how we started the show and obviously where it's become now. So um, gutted to lose him, but also we got Chris Callum back. So it's I not think all Jason's bad. going to start the uh, Danny Rose fan club. That's, what, that, that's his next venture. <laughs> that is his next venture. It's, it's, it's a know, massive blow for last week. Like I go and support Bolton and he'll turn up there. He's looking for a move up north. Maybe uh, he could be heading to Newcastle. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But yeah, it, it, it comes left field for me. Obviously, I know you and uh, Jason Ricky have spoke about this. I'm sure at length over the oh, past yeah, few I mean, weeks and the month. It's not that it's just been a split. Deci- you know, it's been mm. an innocent decision. Me and Jason spoke about this for God. I think maybe since Mourinho took over. Even before that, and I think like Jason says there, it's not just all about Mourinho. There's more no, to it than that, isn't it? No, I know no, you want to make it clear. You know, we're not playing great at the moment, but there's no doubt it's been awful all season. But that's that's not the reason the awful football, whether it's before under Poch or now, that like I say, it's just it's the same sub because Tottenham have not rebuilt as a club. It's you know we, we've got a club that's more interested in sorting an Amazon TV deal out than a new striker out. It's it's the whole. <laughs> the whole picture, if if you see what I mean, mm. and it's uh, unfortunately I can't solve that. I, you know the boys, the boys reckon that there's no other than the twelve transfer windows about to go through <laughs> with him, but um, no, there's there's no problem with the boys like that. It's it's got no interest in doing other podcasts unless it's Thai football or something like that. Mm. But um, no, it's it's just refreshing, mate. That's all. Well, the Thai we football franchise on Lost Ball Radio I mean, is, is starting next week. We could change it to Thai football. It might be better. We might win some more games. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what Selvacy is a latecomer to you guys in the last one in Spurs. Just, Jason, knowing what, what force you are on the pot, it is a big, big loss and I know how much I appreciate you and, and I know oh. for, the, for the balance views and everything that you it's gave. You're people, such a dynamic as a team. People absolutely love Jace. I, I love him. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a, a massive, massive loss and there's no one out there like Jason. For me, he's irreplaceable. I, I mean that because from the bottom mm. of my heart, for him, the way he is with, with fans, he does bring that, you know, that older, maybe more sensible, sensible view, some would maybe say. I'm, I'm, I'm very positive. Uh, because at, times. Like, be like, at, po- at times. At times. Deluded. Like, <laughs> no, I'm gutted. Is I'm it, gutted. It's been a gu- horrible month, this. God, can't it come to an end? Can we get some players in? Yeah, but, it's usually us two getting excited over at the pub and then Jason sort of uh, trying to calm us down. Down. puts us down to our level. And I like, feel like Claude, never mate, and, and I can't believe. I just can't believe that he's, he's gone before Ericsson. <laughs> and Rose, what's going on in this Unbelievable. club? Tonight, he gets it. Do you know what? Tonight, summing it up, Sky Sky do their transfer podcast, and just when I'm leaving home, it's we'll give you the update on Ericsson and I think it's been on loop for 23 days, and I yeah. feel like I've been on loop for six years, and yeah. and that's it. 
It is. Well, uh, you can go out uh, guns blazing tonight. You don't have to hold back, Jason. Uh, not that you ever did, but you can say what you want. Now we can really, you know, the texts we shared over Ricky and Chris, maybe we can air them now, our own private correspondence. <laughs> but let's get into, uh, obviously, it was Norwich last night. And, and Jason, I mean, you're right, it is your last show. Let's keep it fresh. What are you making of the Rosen Erickson situation? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Norwich. We're going to start about the win against Norwich. Yeah, it, it was a joke. It clearly went over <laughs> so, your head there. Uh, Jace, you got it. I know, like, oh, mate. mate. No sense of humour. No sense, sense of humour. Unbelievable. What is the matter with him tonight? It was the first league win against Norwich. Rick, you could be on your way out, mate. Yeah, we oh, need a sub. Oh, maybe I need a rebuild. Yeah, maybe uh, we need a refresh. Last word on Spurs, Spurs 2.0. Re- <laughs> they need a refresh, I reckon. He's running this stuff. Well, it was obviously the first league win last night. Norwich made a bit of a fight of it. They got back into it. It was penalty obviously uh, and you know it was a little bit scary for a moment we're worrying where the goals are coming from Rick but they did get the win and, and really that is all that matters it is all that matters I mean I'll be honest here, it wasn't convincing at all it wasn't convincing I thought Norwich were very very unlucky not to come away with at least a point at that game and VAR for me that second half I'm not sure I count well still on the field I, I'm not sure he's still on the field I mean I look back at that challenge and you know some decisions in the last couple of weeks with Spurs with Tanganga against mm. what I don't for think example. that was a red well, I even Liverpool, the game there with Tanganga as well. I, I just think at the moment, the VAR is so inconsistent. But back to Spurs and the performance mm. at the moment, I'm going to be honest with you. Look, the football's not great. It's mm. not pretty. But, you know, we're judging a head coach over the course of eight and a half weeks, not his players, not his squad. I'm willing to give him time and see what it's like next season. But I'm not going to sit here and say to you the football's amazing because it really yeah. isn't. It's not pretty to watch on the eye. Well, it's not pretty, but, you know, points are what matters, Chris. Obviously, it got a bit hairy for one moment. Nice to see Delhi back on the score sheet. They got the win. Obviously, we're missing big injuries. Jose's uh, bemoaning the injury crisis. Not injury crisis that they're having, but they are a little bit lucky. And obviously, Harry Winks as well now out for a period of time. But what did you make overall? Well, with all the injuries that we've had, with the, the manager departure and the new manager coming in, um, like Ricky said, I don't think that you can judge Jose Mourinho this season at all. Um, but I think with all the problems that Tottenham have had so far this season, you know, you go, go back a couple of months ago, losing 3-0 at Brighton and losing 1-0 at home to Newcastle. These were very, very bad days at the office. And now we see ourselves uh, in January with six points away from top four. Which is is absolutely it, madness. It tells you how poor this Premier, Premier League, League is. Yeah. It is an awful yeah. Premier League. It apart is. from listen, apart from obviously top of the league Liverpool and Man City. I won't even did, say Man City. None, none of us, but none of us deserve Champions League football. None of us. But, us, but, but, Arsenal, United. We've been Chelsea, awful. Maybe Leicester. Maybe you say Leicester. I think Leicester you say have been impressive yeah. this season. But apart from that, we've all been utterly shambolic, mm. and we should be nowhere near a Champions League place. Mm. But you are, yeah, we, you are. It wouldn't surprise me if we do go and do it, though. But we have to believe crazy, that we can though. do it. And and it's up to the board again in the <laughs> summer to, to back the manager. Because if you're not going to back Jose Mourinho, then there's no point getting him in. Because the way I see it at the moment, the players that we seem to be linked with, to me, aren't good enough. Because every time I think of assigning a player for Tottenham, I think about, are they good enough to guide Tottenham to win the Premier League? Mm. If they're not, then don't bring them in. Because we do not want to be a mid-table team. We do not want to be competing for Europa League football and struggling for that top four place. We want to, we want to be, be bringing in the best players available possible. Mm. And to, to me at the moment, I think that Jose Mourinho has been brought in um, to try and guide players in um, and you know, just by his name of, of winning everything yeah. under the sun for, for previous clubs. Um, but... It, it's poor to think that we're only trying to loan players or, or get players on the cheap. You know, we're, we're the richest London, London club. 
we should be spending big money. Seven for eight for that. Deloitte we should list. be spending big money. It yeah. is very difficult to sign the players that the caliber of players in this window. That's though. why I'm not judging because in the summer. If he's not backed mm. in the summer... You don't want to sign players for the sake of it just because of this window and push Jose on. I, I agree. And they and that, need that, a striker, Chaz. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, do, I know, but everyone knows Spurs need a striker. Right? So the prices go up. Yeah, they need it for years. Yeah. The problem is that what concerns me now is that Spurs are only addressing the situation because Jose Mourinho has come through the door and says, I need a striker. Before that, we had Pochettino that was more than happy to adapt to having Hummin Son up there yeah. or Lucas Moore up there. We should not be in a situation where, like Chris says, we're the Lon- London's richest club. We've got to a Champions League final... And we have not got an alternative striker to Harry Kane. I mean, what kind of club is this? It, I look at Arsenal. They've got three strikers. I look at Southampton. They've got Shane Long. Yeah. They've got, you know... Look yeah, at, but you don't want got Shane Dan- Long. But got Dan- you've got Danny Ings. He gets called a striker, but he's never but scored I'm a goal in his life. I'm saying they've got options. They've got options in attack. I look at Tottenham. We have not got a second striker. It's absolutely insane. And the problem is, well, I think some of us have yeah, deluded ourselves thinking that Harry Kane the way we're could just going, do it by we might himself. Get Shane Long next week, mate. Well, mm. I, t- I take him. But ev- everyone has got it in their mind that um, because Harry Kane's our number one striker, no one wants to come exactly. and, and, and be on the bench. But you look at any winning Premier League team, yep. they alternate the strikers. Yep. They uh, they have quality throughout their bench. Mm. We've never had that, and even under Pochettino, we never had um, true quality. To, to bring on and change the game, and that is all what we've lacked always. It's a really tricky one. This this win, uh, winter window is always difficult to sign players. I know they obviously want to want to back Jose. Let's just talk about uh, keeping on the game, then, Ricky. When Norwich got back into it at one one, was it was there a feeling of oh, here we go? This is this is what we've seen this year, pretty much. Well, the problem we've got at the moment is we're not scoring many goals, so there was that concern. You know, are we going to go on and win the game? And to be fair, look, we showed the character. Son, who to be fair, I love Sonny, but he's not been in the greatest of form since he's come back from suspension, got us the winner. But again, I will be honest with you, it's not the most convincing win. Mm. There's a lot of work to do. And I just hope they give the man the backing that he needs to take the football club on to this new level and, and next level and you know carry on the rebuild. You know, Pochettino was very, very clear in what he said before he left the club. The club need to do a rebuild. They need to refresh. They need to replenish the squad. None of that has changed. I None think of that you, has changed. I, I think you've been very nice there, Rick. You remember we're playing bottom of the league. Mm. No, a, a bottom of the league. I'm team. telling you, it's no, we should, we it's should not be good enough. Teams we should like be, this. but we haven't got the we haven't got the strike force to be. We're not we're not mm. playing well enough. We look low on confidence. Then, well, that's what I was going to ask, Jace. Is it? Are we still seeing signs? Even though we've had this new manager bounce, Josie, and are we still seeing signs of a, a team that are still very low on confidence? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we got that boost with a with a couple of results when he came in, but since the well, we got battered at Wolves, but got a, a brilliant result. But the Chelsea game, where we were just we just weren't at it at all, were we? For not not one minute in well, that United, Chelsea game. To be fair, so many games. Well, at least we scored at Man United, but but the Chelsea game looked like it. It saps the confidence out, and actually, one game shouldn't have done that because we had we had started to get a few results, and the win at mm. Wolves the week before was a really imp- probably our best result of the season mm. if you actually looked at it. So that Chelsea game was a mess, and since then it's been it's been so grim, it's it's ridiculous. And and you're right, we're playing Norwich City at home, yeah. and you're sitting there thinking, oh, this is getting worrying now, and you think it's Norwich at home. You know, we're, t- we're supposed to be... Tottenham Hotspur. I-, I know I go on about Tadere's to do, but I'm thinking we're supposed to be a top four club that's that's been in a Champions League final. And here we are, 
just six months later or seven months later worried about Norwich City at home and Southampton in the FA Cup away. It's it's crazy to be in, in that situation so quick. Yeah, the football can change obviously very quickly, but they did get the win. Still so much to talk about from that game. Obviously, Larice's return, Winks's injury, Jose moaning that squad depth. We will look to that Southampton game and keep taking your listener questions. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio, they never learn. Joined in the studio with last word on Spurs, Ricky Zach. Don't talk Europe before the break. <laughs> Jason McGovern and Chris Kylin talking everything from last night's win. What is going on at Spurs at the minute? The FA Cup return on the weekend. And obviously, if you joined us at the start, Jason McGovern's last show. Really uh, a sad note to kick things off. But we have had a tweet in already, this time from Martin Dolan saying, uh, best of luck, Jason. You were always such a steady, logical guy great insight to our club thank you for all the great discussions the pod will find it very very hard to replace you I've said I think I think he's irreplaceable mm. he really is irreplaceable um, he's having a tribute show he said before he we is. came on air we said like Jason said I don't want it to all be about me I want it to all be about the show but it's hard like, a show like this he's a massive massive loss show, so yeah. come on let's get on to Danny Rose let come it be on. a tribute show listen I mean it what I say <laughs> I tried to he's, Ricky went <laughs> back to Martin I agree he's irreplaceable yeah. I'm gutted Come on, let's talk about Giovanni the Chelsea. Let's get the mood up. Jose's moaning about uh, squad depth. We're, we're lacking squad depth of our own now. We've got injuries, you I know can't. what I mean? Lee's not here. Jason's gone. We've sold more than what Spurs have. <laughs> <laughs> What's so, going on here? You wanted, a busy, you, you wanted a busy transfer window. Sorry, mate. I, I was Something happened over the head for a minute there. <laughs> I think... Don't matter. <laughs> I'm completely lost. I'm completely lost. Never mind. Never mind. Here we go. We're talking, obviously, uh, the, the big things from last night. Winks, in, in, Winks injured, obviously. Uh, another big blow. What, what, what would you make? How can we address the injury crisis at the minute, Spurs, if it is a crisis? Go and buy a new physio or something like that. You know, it's uh, just get something new in the club. Uh, you know, interesting with Ndombele this week, wasn't it? Talking about nutritionalists and physios and and uh, fitness trainers and things. But, you know, every club has injuries, you know, and and we're saying, why are we trying to go and buy a striker now? You have to plan for it. Kane misses games every season. You know, Harry Winks, it's not an unusual for Harry Winks to be injured, is it? Every club has injuries. Mm. So, you know, that's the whole purpose of being a, a top four club to strengthen that squad. And in so many places, we haven't done it. And... The breath of fresh air of late has been Tanganga coming in. Hasn't I think it? with Chelsea as well, though. I think he's oh, in man of the match. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, if anything now is going to make us sign a player. Hopefully that performance will against Norwich. I think he's been good for the last couple of weeks. To be fair, now he's had a regular run in the team. I think we can see his quality. You know, to be fair to me, you know, what I will give him credit in for this is that he didn't just throw him into the team. He did gradually, you know, put him into the side. And I think that's maybe benefited him. You know, not just throwing him in because I think at the moment now we can see he's a real top quality player. And fingers crossed, I think Spurs get the deal over the line. Yeah, absolutely. Because, Chris, if we talk about uh, Lo you know, at one point we was worried Jose coming in. You know, he wasn't, he, he didn't bring him in. Was he a Jose player? Maybe uh, premature talker sending him back, but had already paid the loan fee. Now he looks like a player that is really coming to the fore. I'm not that excited yet. All right then. Right, well, Jace. I was clawed. We've played Mike's going on. Come on, DT. We've played Watford and Norwich. And now, all of a sudden, he's a top quality player because he's had a couple of good games. He can, he can only Chris have been play, even next. He can only play well against who he's got in front of him, oh, right? Oh, come on. I, I, <laughs> no? when, when he starts playing well against Chelsea away and, and teams like that where, where we actually need the results, mm. then I'll be excited. But until then, I'm not getting carried away because 
you know, he's he's a new player. He's still adapting to the Premier League. He's still adapting to playing for our club. And but I'm I'm not getting carried away at this stage. All right. Well, that's the next twenty minute segment out <laughs> on the show. So right, moving on. Well, this really is a waste. Let's yeah, let's uh, let's you talk about Danny Rose. Is. Hey, is he next on the list? We can do Danny. Do we do Danny Rose now? Let's get out of the way. Yeah, let's, let's get, get it negative, out of the way because I literally I thought of forty questions to write about the show. But after what Chris said, there, I'm going to save them I'm for when he's putting the performance maybe against Man United or Honestly, debates. Let's let's talk about Danny Rose because there's been talk actually. Uh, Newcastle rumoured to be interesting done the Newcastle fan show this week they are desperate for him and I said yeah and I went they went oh Spurs won't want to lose him I went let me tell you Spurs will take him up for you I, I spoke about you Jason that they, they think obviously he can still do a job in the Premier League still gets picked for England you know he, he, he's favourable to well, a move back uh, up north you know could we actually see this Newcastle move happening God, I hope so <laughs> I really hope so uh, I don't see it happening if I'm honest, because I think his his mind is that I'm not going to drop down my wages, mm. and Newcastle won't pay it, and Tottenham will still want a ridiculous transfer fee for him, probably. And maybe so Tottenham be... might Jace might do something the wages just to get him off, just to get him out. Can, can you honestly see them doing that? Well, I think he's causing some disruption in the club. Do. Listen, he's gone through the last three managers: Pochettino, AVB, Mourinho. He's fallen out of all of them. You know, I don't think Mourinho would be happy having a player like that around the camp. So I think if they can move him on and there's a compromise in terms of wages and a fee, I think Spurs will try and do it. I think Danny needs to do it as well. He's now, what, fifth choice left. But you've got to be honest, he's now fifth choice in the squad. And if he wants to go to the Euros, he needs to leave Tottenham because he's not going to get playing time under Mourinho. I think he made that very, very clear in one of his press conferences where he said he wasn't phenomenal mm. against Liverpool. And to be fair, I think he was being very generous there. He was awful. So Danny needs a move. But he's also made it very clear that he will not leave the club until June 21. But does that not change his mind though change. if he doesn't play games though, Chris? He's not going to play... I, you know I, I, think? I, I, I think don't that... think he's bothered about that. Well, does he not want to go to the Euros? I don't think he's in the least bit bothered I about agree. it anymore. I agree. So it's you think he'll just stay at top to spite Daniel Levy? I yeah. think it's become a point of principle with him yeah. and it's a point of principle also with mm. Daniel Levy. I'm not paying you up and the other one says, well, you don't pay me up, I'm staying here. And you're not, and gonna, just... and you're not gonna get any money for me? No. Yeah. What? How much do, do, do we? What and what do we make of the rumours that apparently there was a bust up with Jose and Danny this week? And I mean, listen, then no, obviously the players dispelled the rumours. Said, though, Chaz, there's no smoke about fire, and it's not. It's no. It's no coincidence as well that the day after Danny has this supposed bust up and doesn't get selected in the squad, there's a again another story to the Sun. Dave Kidd, the exact same journalist that. Danny had the big explosive interview with 18 months before that saying, you know, pay me what I'm worth after Carl Walker left the club. It's hard because you can't sit there and say Danny was the one that, you know, gave that interview. But to be fair, when you look at, you know, logic and who would give that interview and there's, you do feel there's always been a, a mouthpiece at Tottenham. Who is leaking all these stories in the past? You know, even Pochettino, mm. even towards the end, you felt someone must be leaking these stories for the amount of graphic detail there is. And listen, I'm not saying every paper is true. Of course not. Of course, you know, you can't believe anything you read. But, with Danny Rose, it is a regular occurrence of him going to the papers. And I think for Danny, listen, from a mental perspective, he needs to get himself away from Tottenham. I think he needs a refresh. And it's must be laugh and joke. Um, mental health is a really serious topic. And I want everyone to laugh and joke about that kind of subject. So Danny, for me, I think for his own health, needs to move away from Tottenham and start his career somewhere fresh that he's going to get a run of games and he's going to get loved by supporters. I think his time at Tottenham is now up for me. Yeah, and also, Jace, obviously, like Ricky said, we don't know how much is true. No smoke without fire, of course, but rumours of a rift between Danny and Josie. Now the players have had to come out this week and sort of we heard other players going, oh, everything's fine in the camp. You know, uh, you know, 
quashing rumours of like unrest in that camp. And then Jose saying after the Norwich win, oh, we have a really good family spirit here. And then you always feel that they're going out to prove themselves that extra mile. And they don't need to be, uh, you know, dealing with this stuff. It's a, it's a time on them. No, exactly. There's, there's too many distractions around the club. Mm. It's, it's not just, I mean, every single press conference, Mourinho gets asked the Christian Eriksen question. And he, you know, he must be fed up with it. Like, like Pochettino is getting fed up with it. And, this is what I've, I've said it lots of times. I know. Bring closure to these things. Mm. Get get the distraction completely finished with, and move on. And as a football club, we should be doing that. Victor Wanyama is another one. You think, you know, he put out a, a, on his Instagram thing just a just a little football, and I thought oh, perhaps Victor's finally going to put some boots on. But yet again, not part of the squad. And you think, <laughs> why is this player? Still at the football club. But do you also, Jase, on that, do you not also blame the board for not yes. making that chance to happen? Because to be yes. fair, he was all, I think, is all pretty much done to Hertha Berlin, that move on deadline day, and it got pulled at the last minute. That wasn't maybe the board's fault. Maybe it fell through because the club didn't want to pay the fee. But I feel even with Ericsson now, it's come to a point where you're hearing stories that Ericsson will pay towards leaving Tottenham. He's that desperate to get out. I mean, God, are we getting to that point now? We have to, a player has to pay his way to leave the club. I mean, do, it, do you it, think Ericsson will leave in this window, January window? He yes. wants to leave, doesn't he? He's desperate he won't. to leave. He will not but leave, he in this leave. Window. I don't think he will. No, you think, I don't. Well, you think, do you think he's the one that doesn't want to leave again or, or who are you putting that down to? I don't know. Uh, I think his uh, agents obviously have a lot to do with it and mm. you know the amount of money that the agent and the player will, will earn themselves at the end of the season to leave on a free transfer... It's far greater. But I feel for Ericsson, even Rose, the longer they're here, they are tarnishing their legacies. And it's such a shame because with True. Ericsson, yeah. for the first four and a half, five years, we adored him. Great player. He scored so many late goals for us. You know, that Real Madrid game, mm. of course, at Wembley, he ran games for us. And I feel that if Ericsson doesn't go this window, I can only see the relationship between the fans and him getting worse. It's a real shame because I think he himself has been reported that he's deeply upset and frustrated by just how much that relationship has deteriorated. And I think Danny and Christian for their own careers need to leave this window and to be fair to them it's not all solely their decision a lot of it is down to the board who obviously are the ones trying to bring us in the striker and I think for the first time definitely you know under this current ownership there's a lot mm. of questions towards the ball, ball now more than it's ever been but if the move was close he's still involved in that first team which exactly. means it doesn't crazy. seem he, yeah. he that's exactly what I was going to say yeah. Ericsson is still coming on every game or, or being a Featuring, part of every yeah. game mm. um, Jan Vertonghen out of contract at the end of this season. And, and he was named captain at the weekend. Something I don't agree with again. What's going on? But but all you'd say with Tongan is that there's no distractions being caught, no real distraction being caused with it. I but think you can but you've got to build, But space. you've got to build for the future. So if that yes, player's uh, not going to be there next season, what is it saying to all the other players on the pitch? Well, because I don't think Jan's given up hope of being there next season. I think they it wouldn't surprise me if he is there next. With, with the Christian Eriksen thing... I think he does want the move. I think he, he looks at it and thinks, I'm, I'm fed up here. There's a Euros coming up. I'd like to get back to being concentrated fully on football. I think the only ones that are stopping that Christian Eriksen going through is, is Tottenham Hotspur themselves by, no, 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 we want that extra one and a half million quid or something. It's just get it done. But it's always been like that. When we sell a player, we want top dollar for them. Yeah. When we buy a player, we want to pay a pittance. But, but when you're arguing about the fee should be 80 million and why should I accept 55 million that's one thing but this is a bloke that's going on a free transfer in what in four months time mm. 
which is just, for what are we mm-hmm. arguing about it for? You know, the amount of extra Appreciate money we're arguing. Exactly. The amount of money you're actually arguing is more or less what you're paying in wages over the next four months anyway. So just get it done. Yes, it's a, a good lot, point. I think it's there's a lot of questions on the board. I do think there's a lot of questions at the moment on the board and where things are at. I know a lot of fans are, are deeply unhappy. Uh, listen, stuff's got to be sorted out. You don't bring Jose Muno in here like Chris didn't start the show. You don't bring him in to not back him. So I think a lot we'll see hopefully in the summer an indication of where Tottenham want to be long term. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are you making of it? Make sure you give us a call tonight. 0208 70 558. Talking though of a World Cup winner who returned last night. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs fan back to the most show. depressing Spurs fan show we've ever done since the no, start of the, of the creation. Start of this year, yeah, six years. What a way to go out, obviously. You're listening to the Spurs fan show, the last person. I can't even Champions think. League final to this. Unbelievable. Scraping the barrel. Norwich last night, here in the studio. I'm trying to keep it positive. I thought Chelsea was good. Too positive in Chris's opinion. Chris ain't having none of it. No, he was good, but He's I'm just a- saying that... Let's get excited when a player Jason, like that... Jason's sitting and replying to his fan mail. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, <laughs> it's all fans of Jason tonight, You're let me weird. tell you, as we as we wave goodbye to Jason on the last word and Spurs. Still so much come. Talking about the Norwich game, Larice returning. Going to get to your questions and look to the Saints game on the weekend. But we wanted you to be involved. You always do get involved. You can on 0208 70 20 558. Now we actually go to a caller, Ravin from Croydon. Ravin, really good to get, uh, get you on tonight. I know you want to talk about the chairman not giving the manager the tools, the correct tools, to do the job? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the moment, the only thing I cling on to being a Tottenham fan is I keep saying to myself, at least we ain't West Ham. Yeah, that's the point. It's, it's got to that situation. And um, I don't understand. I mean, Daniel Levy is obviously an effective chairman in lots of ways in what he's done for the infrastructure of the club with the training ground and the, the stadium and, and, and so on and so on. And he's literally built facilities of, of, of a club that should not just be looking to compete in the Champions League and the Premier League, but to win them. Yeah. But, and, and I think, he, didn't he say that um, now that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he say either earlier this season or the last season, now that we've got the infrastructure in place, it's now time to look at the team. And I really need to understand from somebody why is this the case that he consistently, with a lot of his managers, he's either playing silly buggers until the last hour of the transfer window and then trying to bring his deal in and then not giving the, the manager enough time to integrate the players or it'll be months later before the player is properly integrated into to the club and, and therefore we get left behind. Because when you look at Liverpool, when I was there when we beat them 4-1, mm. yeah? And what did Liverpool do? They went out and sorted out their weakness. That's what they did. And now they are so far ahead of us. We literally, they're, a, they're like a speck of, there's a speck in the air, a speck in the air to us. And also, before you guys come in, I wanted to take this opportunity to um, really thank um, the Oracle, Jason, for all he's done on the last word on Spurs and um, um, and, and, and podcast. I mean, I discovered you guys first when you guys were the East Spurs podcast. And I remember listening to him thinking, wow, this is really, really good. And I remember, I think it was either the, not the beginning of last season, but the season before when I was waiting for it to come back on again. And I was looking for you guys. They're not on it. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Where have they gone? Where have they gone? And then luckily, obviously, I saw that you guys were on last word on Spurs. You guys are the best. You guys are the premier um, 
Spurs podcast. Thank you. Around it, and it and it and it and it comes from and it's you know the empirical evidence for that is that you guys are consistently in the top in iTunes when it comes to um, you know when it comes to downloaded uh, podcasts and so on. And the massive, massive reason for that is Jason McGovern. Agree. Um, mm. What I really like about Jason is that he takes an extremely intelligent um, point of view when talking about Tottenham. That may become, that comes from, I'm sure, a lot of pain of being a Tottenham fan since 1976. You know, that come, you know, you know, you, 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 your, your thoughts have been tempered like mm. steel in the hot furnace of the pain that we've, that, you know, that we've had to endure. Mm. And we went through the, we went through the 90s, which was the time when Jesus and his saints slept. And just left us alone. Ravin, uh, did, did uh, Jason put you up to this? I was going to say. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 as somebody who talks a lot of sense about Tottenham, and I just wanted to put that on the record. Many yeah, thanks, absolutely. Mate. And Jason, very kind this is your life. Judas Voldy has now. That's right. We've become ibuprofen hotspur, and, and that's what it is. I always so wanted just, to do it. Yeah, Aspel, bring out the book. More considering FC, considering the transfer FC. <laughs> it's a yeah, bit. Thanks, mate. It's a bit it's a tribute to you, then. Ravin, really appreciate yeah. it. Ravin, <laughs> Ravin, there calling up. But just on that, obviously, saying, uh, saying what what we all feel about Jason yeah. and True there. But obviously, talking about the chairman, saying not giving the manager the correct uh, tools, Chris. What did you make of that? I think Raven is totally correct in the fact that only a couple of years ago, I feel exactly the same. I feel that we were on uh, par with Liverpool. Uh, they went out of a shopping list. They identified all of their um, weak areas. They went out, they bought the players, they spent big, and now look at them. They're going to win the Premier League. Uh, probably unbeatable this season. Um, they've obviously won the Champions League. You know, you get rewards when you spend big. And uh, think now how much we are behind them. How much money? And Klopp even said that, Dean. He said, "I can't do it without spending money." Course, so looked at the course. teams around me. We needed to go and do you, that. You get a one-off in your life, like Leicester City, who, who you know, it's a, it's a one-off. We're never ever going to see that again. You know, you need to keep up and you need to refresh the, the squad in every single window. We went 518 days without spending a penny. We signed Jack Clark. We we sent him out on loan. The new signings, uh Celso, yes, he had a good game last night. Yeah, but let's um, this Watford and Norwich. Let's not, right, Chris, yeah. let's not go on a bad, mate. <laughs> but, but, but the other signings, they haven't really done anything so far this season. But if you, re- if you were to really think about it, how much money are we away from competing with the likes of Liverpool? It is hundreds of millions of pounds. Do you think you've got further away in the last six months? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. We are miles well, away from it. How many points is it? 20-something? Mm. Um, why then, when, when there was that golf then six months ago after reaching European Cup final, didn't I, Spurs act why, and now Jace, they've fallen I, another I step why, behind? Liverpool went out and addressed the areas in which they were weak. They knew they needed a new goalkeeper. They knew they needed a new centre-back. Tottenham still have not got a second striker to Harry Kane. They've still not, for me, they still are missing a partner to Tungy and Dembele. Defensively at the moment, I still think left and right back, we've not ever recovered from losing the prime Danny Rose and Carl Walker, yeah. Walker and centre-backs at the moment out of and Jan Vertonghen for as much as they've been long-term servants they're not obviously going to be Slow. up to, they're, not, they're not good enough are they? Slower. Sanchez I think will be good long-term I think they've got good investment in him Tanganga coming through really excites me so maybe the future is Tanganga and Sanchez but I still think we need better full-backs in the long term I think what I want to say in Oria I think he has steadily improved under Mourinho I'm not going to go any further than that because some might say you're going overboard but I think he has seen an improvement right, yeah. since yeah. Mourinho has taken charge 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we go to another caller, this time from Adrian. Adrian's corner. Adrian, always good to get you on. I know you want to address the striker crisis as well. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool don't play with... Oh, good evening, guys. And, Hi, Adrian. Uh, Liverpool don't play with a... Hello? Hello, Adrian. Yeah, we're still here. Sorry. You can hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. Sorry, Adrian. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. It's my end, I think. Uh, yeah, Liverpool don't play with a striker. Firmino plays back. So, like, why can't Ali play in the Firmino role? Yeah. And then we can push our two wide players like Son and Lucas or Lamella, whoever's there, out wide and play that way with three in midfield because we need to... I think we need that extra body in midfield. I know that uh, Poch tried it with Winks as a defensive midfielder but and a diamond, but that didn't really work. But I think that now that Winks is now injured... We could play that formation. We could have Ndombele, Lachelso, and Fernandez in midfield. What do you think? Yeah, I th- I think so, Adrian. I, I agree. Listen, we we've got to see a final way of keeping it fresh. I think Ndombele. Hopefully, if he comes back and we can keep him fit, I think that'll be a massive, massive boost for us. I think from what we've seen of him so far, in terms of the glimpses, the cameos, I think he's shown himself to be a really good player. But the most important thing we know about him is trying to find a way of keeping him fit because when he's in that team. We're a much, much better side, and maybe you know we can find a, a combination that can try and you know suit Undenbele and a Chelsea in that team. But I look at us defensive midfield at the moment. I don't think Dyer is anywhere near good enough. I know there's always been that argument. Jay, you've always said that he's never really had an, a man next to him to let him focus on doing his job. But I look at this Spurs squad at the moment. I still feel that we're quite a way off from really being able to compete with Liverpool, Man City, and going far in the Champions League. A, a long, long way off. A long. a long way off. Chris Mons been say a long way off. Is a long way. But maybe so are a lot of top European teams because you're not just dealing with Liverpool, the best in the Premier right. League, but one of the best teams in Europe. They're yes. ahead of many other European clubs as well. I know, I know that's the place that Tottenham want to get, but it's a goal for many a team, not just Tottenham as yeah, well. But isn't even, it? even Leicester City, what are they about 14 points ahead of us? Yeah, it's but huge. again, are they going to do that? They don't play European football. Where are they going to be next year? It's not, it's not going to be in everything for them, though, is it, Chris? You, you, th- th- we have to address that. Tottenham need to sign a striker this January transfer window. It has has to happen because that you'd be amazed if it doesn't happen though. Even Adrian, you would think you're going to get a striker, wouldn't you? Now you must think that. I would. I wouldn't mind Bale or Cavani if we're talking <laughs> as backup striker. You're dreaming. You're dreaming. <laughs> but if you're talking about, I mean, if we're going to bring someone in, you want someone who's going to be on a four or five year contract. You don't want a backup striker. The last three seasons, Kane's been injured twice at Christmas. I don't know if that's a coincidence of playing too many games or not. Right? There might be something in it. There might not. You know. But what's the point of bringing a backup striker and if you're going to out him in the summer? You know, you might as well save the money and, and put it towards a better quality player in the summer. But So if we bring someone in, the only age players I'd, I'd like to see bringing are Bale or Cavani because I think they could both do a very good job. Age, age, you know, the age is no bar to them. Cavani's gone today, isn't it? You're going to have to on a 23-24-year-old, aren't you? Yeah, but we're really struggling in the striker department, Adrian. It's all well and good playing all these midfielders. You know, you play Lucas Moore up there. They're not a target man. They do not hold the ball up. Hunmin Son, um, you know, they're completely different players. They are not a target man. I, do you know what? And I never, ever thought I'd say this. Lorente <gasps> would do a job up there um, this season. Uh, you know, we shouldn't have got rid of him because he. I don't mean not got rid of him. He no, could, he, I think he, he had his he, time. Yeah, he had his time, but he, yeah, but could, I, he could hold the ball up. Mm. 
and pass it to one of the midfielders. But Chris, Just... is that not hindsight oh, thing? Because six months ago, sorry, Adrian, people were going, sentiment, we're not getting rid of these players, we're holding on to him. This is not a player that's good enough for I Spurs. Think, I think getting rid of Lorente is one thing. We should have replaced Lorente. That's exactly. the point we had. Yeah. We should have replaced him. I don't think him. they should have held on to him. Definitely you, you not. You get rid of Trippier, you don't replace. You get rid of Lorente, yeah. you don't replace. Mm. It's the replacing. It, it's the replacing. We never seem to replace. We just seem to get the money in and, then, ju- and then just sit yeah. and, and do absolutely you know, nothing. I, I said on, on Lorente, you know, here we are sitting in January saying it's a tough time to go and buy the striker we want. Fernando Lorente, we weren't the subject of a £50 million bid for him with a week of the transfer window to go. We knew his contract was coming up. We went through the whole of the second half of last season watching him play when Kane was out, knowing he would be out of contract in the same situation that, that Eriksson's in. So they had... They had months to plan for it, and they had the whole summer to address the issue. And here we are saying it's hard to buy a, a, a striker in January. We shouldn't be here in January trying to buy a striker. Should have been done. Yeah, prevention's better than cure. Adrian, we really appreciate you giving us a call, Adrian. There, Adrian's Cheers, corner Adrian. always a tradition on this show. Well, we are finally going to get to your questions. I keep teasing it, but there are many good ones. We're going to get to them and talk about Lloris because he was finally back in Golfer Spurs, a sight we all wanted to see. Love sports. Hey, you're listening to oh, the Spurs thank God it's Friday show. tomorrow. If you're I listening, how happy Friday to you, because God, we need you Friday to be here. What a week. Mm. Uh, you're listening to the Spurs <laughs> Fan Show, Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Callin. Uh, if anything you want to say tonight, share your views on Spurs. Please get in touch. We're also taking your favourite Jason moments. We want to hear Got those also. Building up here. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 028-720-558. Chris, I want to ask you a question now, because I know you're really pleased with Larissa's performance last night. You you thought we'd come back and look fantastic, <laughs> didn't you? And I know you always like a question. Do you know, you just I, I was he had so quite glad, a lot to do. I, I was so glad to see him back. He's our club captain. World, World Cup, Cup winner. winner. Yes. Um, didn't have a great deal to do. Um, nearly, nearly saved the penalty, but didn't. It was really, really nice to see him back. Yeah, and from uh, he didn't have much to do, Chris. You are right, obviously. Uh, but you know that that's a good sign. We don't want him to be doing much. You know, we want the action up the other end of the pitch. I know Spurs are having strug- uh, struggling scoring goals, but what does he bring back to this side? Because we talk about Jose trying to get across his message. You know, serial winner, that mentality. Well, Lloris has won the biggest competition there is to win. He's a World Cup winner. How useful can he be going into this second half of the season? Well, I was I was glad to see him back. I've I've never been Gazaniga's biggest fan. Uh, I've always thought he was a number two, but just to have that, he is the club captain. Um, whether whether we think he's vocal enough or not is besides the point. He's a massive influence apparently in the dressing room. I know that from from other people that have have since leaving Tottenham or finishing playing at Tottenham have said how influential he is. It was just kind of, it, I think it gave everybody a lift to mm. to see him come back on the pitch. I was I was perhaps lucky enough to to know it was happening before everyone else did, but. Um, you know, it's just that presence that he brings and a, a bit of maybe of calmness. But we've got Manchester City coming up, and it <laughs> we know Hugo in big games is is capable of his mad moments. But uh, I think it was just <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it was just just nice to have the captain back, and, and, it, and it, I think it just psychologically it makes you you know when you're losing players to injury all the time to suddenly get one what is going on (laughs) if I ever remember Jason I'm going to remember that last one minute where he just subtly went oh you know I knew it was happening before a couple of other people (laughs) bit of an exclusive you know Hugo back (laughs) just you know the man's in ITK the man's in the know yeah you know just subtly done it it was a throwaway he did drop it it in the WhatsApp chat a 
<laughs> cut of days before. Yeah, the, the man is in the know. Uh, it's, it's a big moment, obviously, Lloris coming back. Let's get to a couple of the questions then. And I know, uh, Chris, you're really going to agree with these. The first one being from Matt Gibbonsan. Lo Celso was absolutely excellent last night. Yep. So good. Finally, we just need to show now that we can't give possession away and uh, be better against the better teams. Our forwards are trying not to give the ball away in good positions, but it's when it's happening and the better teams kill us. We need one more forward who can hang on to the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. It's also excellent. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was good, but like I say, you can't get carried away. You've got, you've mm. got to do it against the big teams, and uh, we've got a huge, huge week coming up. FA Cup and then Manchester City at home, and this is this. You know, next week or so is is huge for me. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I know, I know that we're saying about Southampton on the weekend, but Saints, it's well, a massive, massive game. I think we've got to win that game. Because I think, Chris, listen, you go home and away every single week. You know the, the mood of the fans. You're there, you see it. I think that's a very big game for the club the weekend, isn't it? 29 years since we've won the FA Cup. It is absolutely madness. Mm. It really is. In 1991, we won it for a record eighth time. And mm. uh, now all these clubs have bypassed us, won it, you know, amount of times. And... Uh, we need to put a trophy in the the cabinet. We really, really do. And this is Mourinho's perfect moment. And I can just see that as soon as Tottenham do go out of a cup competition, whether it be the FA Cup or the Champions League, that's when a lot of fans will will turn on, on uh, either the manager or the board and just say, look, you know, we need to spend money. And you know, you're turning now, though. Some of them. They are turning now. Yeah, yeah. turning now. Yeah. And, and you're saying what a week, but we we got a nil-nil at Watford <laughs> and we got a 2-1 uh, home to Norwich. We got four points. You know, we are six points away from top four. I know it's not fantastic football, mm. but we are still in a chance well, of, is, of getting that top four but this place. Is, this is the crazy thing. If someone said to you that we'd be in February and we'd be in the next stage of the Champions League, yeah. we'd be in the FA Cup, we'd be six points on the top, the top four, you think, God, that's not too bad. Exactly. After but, a manager change as well. Yeah, but it's, it, I think it's everything's gone around it, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, it, it's that whole feeling, isn't it? That it's just just that feeling of flatness, and we, we we're not we're not kind of learning from our mistakes. It, it's not like I've said that the whole mess that mess can be a strong word because there are a hell of a lot of clubs would like to be in Tottenham's mess mm. as such. You know, there's there's plenty of clubs behind us would like us, but to what we've been in recent seasons, it's a messy situation and. And there's, you know, we all know the way out of it, but the club don't seem interested to take that that way out. Well, the next question, this one from J93, saying, do you think Mourinho realised he made a mistake putting Dyer on instead of Fernandez? I can't see any reason why Dyer should be playing centre-back over Jan. What is Dyer giving us? There you go, nothing well, you want to answer, say. answer it, Jason and Dyer, because you know, so I've hard, said my piece it? on it's... him. I don't think he's good enough. That's my honest opinion. I think that's the way it's becoming, and... Yeah, it's yet another player we need to change, isn't it? But you know, like I say, we keep saying the same things and nothing gets done. He can only Mourinho can only work with the players. Yeah, he's what got. he's got. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, we've had a, a WhatsApp in now saying, "Unbelievable, Jason is now a contract rebel." <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I've never had a contract. <laughs> he says, uh, all, all jokes aside, uh, nothing but love. And that one's from Aiden. Uh, obviously, a bit of joke just on the contract. Just to be very clear, when they've said pay him whatever he wants, I would have paid him whatever he wants to stay, but he wants... Do you want to... Name your, <laughs> name your price then, Jason. Well, 50p would have been... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a, a lot of questions on transfers, players obviously as well. This one uh, from Gollum San. Uh, look, watching Max Aaron's against us last night, v- very talented right back. Why can't we sign him, player for the future? Well, probably because they rate him about sixty million Norwich during a relegation battle, and then get relegated. But but he, but, but he was a trialist five years ago at Tottenham, and he <laughs> weren't good enough then, so we let him go. 
Yeah, but, but by, by all accounts, he was a trialist in a totally different position. Yeah, and I will say also, with stuff like that five years later, I don't think you can sit there and then, in hindsight, look back and think, oh, we should have signed him. You know, Arsenal had some top players. I think they had trialists. You know, didn't they? Who did they have Arsenal? They had years ago trialists that, you know, they looked at, didn't think they were good enough, you know. Jamie so, O'Hara and David Bentley <laughs> and Rowan Ricketts. No, and they I mean, were right. None of them were good enough. No, I mean, do you know what? Just on this whole transfer thing, listen, we know it's very clear what we need. Uh, would it happen this window? You'd like to think so, but I just worry. My biggest concern was that how many points is it going to cost Tottenham between now and January 31st for us to get a striker in? I looked at it last night when what when Norwich equalised, I was thinking, oh my God, thinking how many points are we going to throw away between now and the 31st of January? Because you can guarantee Spurs, Daniel Levy, is going to wait till that last day of the window to bring a player in because he knows that's the chance then where it will be. You know, a cheaper price. You know, it's not easy. I mean, we're looking up there on the screen and it's it's talking about Ceballos and everyone was in meltdown this, this year that we didn't get Ceballos and Arsenal got him and it's become a disaster. 12 months ago, we were sitting here at this time when Chelsea went and got Gonzalo Higuain and you just mm. thought, wow, what a great signing that is. That became yeah, an unmitigated so disaster. So, yeah. you know... The signing of players and, and, you know, last night they talked about Man United having spent a billion pounds since Fergie and what a mess Man United are. So, but somehow, and, and we all praise Liverpool's recruitment. They just seem to be in a perfect spot where everyone they buy at the moment seems to but we need come a, up roses we, for them. We need we? a proven Premier League player. We do. That's the key, I think, Chris, bringing someone in that actually has been in there and done it in the Premier League. I don't want someone that's prepared to be Harry Kane's backup. No, I, want, exactly. I want someone to come in and replace Harry Kane yeah. as such. Yeah. And do you know what? It would be a fantastic position for Tottenham to be in if we could drop Harry Kane. Yes, I agree. What, what a brilliant thing to actually see Harry Kane. Sorry, Harry, you're not playing. This but, bloke's playing better. But this is the problem. Is that there's never been enough competition for Harry. Harry no. knows he can have a bad game yep. and he'll still play the next week. Yeah, but how, how much money, realistically, are Tottenham going to spend in the summer? Even, even oh. if Daniel Levy said... There you go, Jose. There's a hundred million pounds. It's not really right? a lot of money you can get for it. How much it, pounds can you get for hundred million? Exactly. But is it realistic that we're going to spend a hundred million in the summer? Yes or no? Net, no way. Right. So <laughs> no, no way. So let's, we might if we let, sell Harry Kane. Let's just say, for argument's <laughs> sake, there is a hundred million. What are you going to get for a hundred million? No, you won't. Well, Davinson Sanchez costs us forty-five. But, but we're talking Tugin about Tugin costs us sixty-five. But we're talking about all these places, all these positions that mm. we need to replace. You're saying Dyer's not good enough. We need a striker. Uh, we need backs. this. We need th- exactly. Mm. You're going to get that for 100 million? Not, not maybe in, in these windows with these prices anymore. But we're going to be talking all about the fullback conundrum. Uh, Spurs definitely those key positions they need to be upgraded. And obviously taking more of your questions and look into the game with Saints on the weekend. Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs fans. Here we go. Here we go. Um, but we're Come back. on! Crazy train. It's not. It's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that keeps you. <laughs> so many. We are here. In what a, a January this has been. What a, what a start. Not just a new year, to the new decade. Hey, start how we mean to go on. This is Jason's last ever show. And unbelievably, my last ever show as well. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk. <laughs> what are the chances? We're here to talk about everything where Spurs are concerned. Tweet us at Last Sport Radio. Call us 028 70 20 558. You want to clarify that before we actually start getting tweets in when this goes live? <laughs> 
doing the four-hour Millwall show next week. Oh, my week. God. <laughs> and that's why. Uh, we're talking everything where Spurs are concerned. Obviously, the big game on the weekend to Southampton, the FA Cup, wanting to go deep in that. We want to talk a little bit about fullbacks. Delhi last night. Maybe it's just the way the mood is at the minute. We know it obviously goes in uh, cycles. We will come out from the other side. Still so much to salvage. Like Ricky said, you know, it hasn't been the ideal season to, to start with. But still in the Champions League, a few points off those top four places and a potential FA Cup run today. Lots to be positive tonight. We wanted you to get involved and you have this time we go to a call all the way from the States now. Really a, a pleasure that you've called, Adam. Delighted to talk to you tonight. But I know you want to talk a little bit about F, uh, FFP. Yeah, hi. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, yeah. Hello, Adam. All good, all good. Good, good. Well, first I wanted to reminisce briefly about Jafet Tanganga because I didn't get to call last week. I just wanted to once again talk about how awesome it is to see that 91st-minute marauding run to the touchline, which I think uh, six months ago or something I called and mentioned that that's exactly what I want our fullbacks to do. Occasionally, just because if you don't do it, there's no threat for the defense to have to cover it. So I was really, really pleased to see that. Also, um, I lived in Spain for three and a half years, and um, I was a Real Betis fan and still am. So I'm happy to see Lacelso getting some game time because I was super excited when we signed him. Um, but yeah, uh, FFP, I was just wondering your all's opinion about it because I'm wondering maybe is it really working the way that it was originally intended? I mean, you've got 17 points between fifth place and Norwich at the bottom. And you got five different teams on 30 points. And I know a lot of times you hear people saying that we're having a bad year and we're losing to teams we shouldn't be. But with an exception of a couple of teams at the very top, everybody seems to be losing to teams they shouldn't be, if you think about it in that, that perspective. I think you're right. You know, you've had a, a weird week where Burnley are on a terrible run and then go and beat Leicester and Man United. So you know, there's, there's, there's what? There's 17 teams getting Spursy results every single week and to think we've won nine games and we're six and Chelsea have lost eight and they're they're, they're actually quite comfortably fourth at the moment it's, yeah. it is a ri- ridiculous league I think with FFP it was probably the right call that's a no disrespect what a subject to have to pick on that, that is what modern it's almost as bad as VAR isn't it for football but um, I think it was a, a great system thought of but it actually suited the clubs that pumped all that money in and then stopped everyone else trying to really be competitive with them but you know I mean for us you, you look at it we've got record turnover we've made a record profit so FFP as such shouldn't be a too much of a concern for Tottenham at the moment and we had what record profits for two or three years running so there's, there's no reason why FFP should hold probably Tottenham are in the best position for FFP than than almost any other club in world football at the moment and that's you know that's that's the same thing that, that Tottenham aren't capitalising on. You, Adam, do you agree with Chris that? Chris is thinking it's just Norwich well, yeah. City. Look. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say that, yeah, if, if you think about FFP as it's supposed to work, then the exact thing that you'd want to do is build a huge stadium because you'd want that revenue to balance out your amount of money that you're supposed to spend. So, yeah, but we, we're but getting... I just think that it's amazing because there's so much parity in the league. You know, three or four years ago, even, a lot of games you could go in kind of assuming who was going to win. And this year, there seemed to be so many shocks. It's almost not a shock anymore, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but in that respect, Tottenham should be one of the biggest spenders because the amount of money that we have coming in 
uh, for events at the stadium. Um, it's, it's absolutely madness. It, this is why it's frustrating as a fan that Tottenham don't go out and spend big and don't go out and uh, want to compete for uh, to win the Premier League and, and the, you know, the, the biggest prize in, in the game. It's very, very frustrating uh, right now. I think, mm. you know... I agree. I, think I agree, but the other thing you have to say is that we're we're also paying off that stadium, and I know it's an excuse a lot of fans don't want to hear, but I was just thinking about that, and I thought it would make a reasonable topic to call in about. No, I mean, in terms of paying off the stadium, and you're right, that, that will be the, the next excuse, but we haven't done a naming rights deal, so go and do one. But, but you know, do we have a chairman that, that wants a, a realistic, I don't know what naming rights you'd get, but let's say the market value for naming rights is 400 million but we have it's a chairman but we have a chairman that wants 700 million for it or you know whatever the figures are and you think you know there's a chance to bring in a few hundred million that he still won't do because and if it has to be the Kentucky fried chicken stadium so just get something done you know do something daniel but but money but even if that was to happen money like that doesn't go into transfer funds no 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 why not I don't know, mate. Yeah, obviously Spurs obviously have the stadium. Adam, we really appreciate your call tonight, especially calling all the way from the States. Really good to get you on the show, Adam there, calling from Virginia in the United States. Really good to speak to him. Let's quickly talk, because I know we want to look at uh, Southampton do. and do a yep. preview of that game. Let's quickly talk about the impact of Delhi last night. I know maybe not the greatest performance, but who was shining then? But he did get a goal, uh, one of Spurs' first in open play since Boxing Day. What were you making of it? It was only Norwich. <laughs> No, I mean, listen, I think that's his trademark, isn't it? Arriving in the box late on, got the goal. Mm. To be fair, listen, Delhi's, I think himself, he's not been his greatest form. No one's played really well recently, have they? Let's be honest about it. We haven't really played well recently. We're hoping it's all going to change this weekend. We've got a big FA Cup tie against Southampton. Chris has got his head in his hands. It has to happen. It has to happen. It's still an easy game, though, but I think Southampton, I think it'll be interesting what their priority is because they're in a place now where they're challenging for Europe. Yeah. No, they're not, Ricky. They are not challenging for Europe. Well, well um, a whole yes, host of teams would be. Will, I know. Will, will, I mean, they're in and amongst, listen. They're in and amongst the Europa League places, Chaz. Oh, the yeah, but I table. think their mentality is let's still get to that forty point yeah, mark. Uh, we're safe because I know course, they've just listen, got out of it, but you can quickly be dragged in. What I'm in. saying is that four or five weeks ago, they might have been sitting there really, really well about relegation, they, and they may still be in the back of their mind. But mm. they're in a lot more comfortable position now, where I think they can actually look at the FA Cup and take it quite seriously. I think they might do. I think they won't. I think they won't put out a second string team for this fixture, will they? I don't think their fans would accept that being at home. No, I think they want to go for it. That's yeah, I, I mean. think they want to go for it. And not, Mourinho not in of charge of any club, I think that's another big thing. When you've got Mourinho in charge of your club, I think the other team really raises their game and even more so mm. want to beat you. Mm-hmm. I think they're just on a, you know, what a brilliant turnaround. He, he's Unbelievable to, to lose nine, nine nil is an awful score, even in pub football, isn't it? Mm. But to get beat at home nine nil live in front of the TV, what a humiliation and. The job he's actually done since then is fantastic down there. And, you know, I think they, they're pretty straight after the 9-0. They had Manchester City, didn't they, twice in the week immediately mm, yeah. after. They, they ended up losing 2-1. Yeah, really the close. Etihad. They played him in the, in really the League Cup game. and then they played him, That's obviously, right. in the league as well. So, I mean, he's done a fantastic job and you, you just feel that they're on such a run that they just want to keep that going. And, and the, I mean, Redmond's goal at Palace the other night Unbelievable. was a fantastic strike, yeah. wasn't it? So, you know, they're in good form. They're confident. They beat Tottenham. Danny Ings can't stop scoring. No, beat good play. I mean, that's, that's the kind of striker, if I'm being honest with you, that Spurs could deal yeah. with right now. 
Mm. I would another do. one with injury another one, problems. If you threw enough money at him, though, if you threw enough money but, at Southampton, would they sell him? They're in a position now. I know you say they're looking at the forty-point mark. If you throw Southampton mad money, they would sell him. But we're not throwing any money. Let alone sure. mad money. Sure. But we're throwing but, a loan move out there, aren't we? But that's the a loan exactly. with an option to buy. But that's where you can't be reactive because if if we just sat down in the summer mm. and said let's go for Danny Ings, who would have said that? No, you're and right. That, no that's the problem. Yeah, well, the expectation yeah. level I think has dropped a little bit. Like I said exactly. in, the, in the break, talking to a lot of Tottenham fans, a lot of Tottenham fans seem to be happy that we lost only one nil to Liverpool at home. And then, and then I know we all like to take positives out of games, you know, including myself. But when people are happy with a nil nil draw, like we got a, a clean sheet away at Watford. Um, you know, we've just scraped Norwich. Yes, we've picked up points, but mm. it is not convincing. Nowhere near convincing. But are people trying that? to see some light in the tunnel in terms of... Because I do think... Just take positives. I think over this last couple of weeks, because I do think there has been an improvement in our defending. I think as a structure, as a unit, I think we look a of lot... Of course you do, because we've mm. played weak teams. Yeah. Okay. Of course it's going to look good. Mm. Mm. We'll see, won't we? We'll see. I mean, this is a, this is a big test from at the weekend. They're playing mm. against a side that, you know... They've, they've Manchester been, City. Manchester City is a, a is a real test, and then you'll see how great our defence you, you, is. You're yeah, talking you, of um, going for strike. We've also got to say, Chaz, on yeah. this point, no, it's not on. a six-team league. You know, we are gonna have we are gonna find it difficult against City. We are gonna find it difficult against Liverpool. We are gonna find it difficult against Man, Man United. We, we and found Arsenal. it difficult this season because we haven't beaten any of the top six sides, mm. and now we're in January. But have we, we see that in the Pochettino as well that he wasn't always getting results against the top teams. It don't matter who the manager is, we haven't beat, beaten in any of the top six sides. Well, today apparently Man United are going in for Carlos Tevez. Is that a player that you would take? This is true. No. Yeah. What? Well, you wouldn't take Carlos Tevez. What's the alternatives at the moment? Bring Lorente back. Lorente or Tevez? We'd never pay his wages. We'd never pay his no, wages. But, so it would uh, never ever happen. No, no, Jace. It's no discussion. You wouldn't Chase, have. Te- you wouldn't have Tevez. It, won't, it will never happen. Hey, so it's a hypothetical question, though, isn't it? If you offer me Lorente or Tevez, I'll take Tevez. Where's, where's Tevez come from? No, Man United, Tar- Man United apparently yeah, today where, all where over is, the... Where, is, where the hell has that come from? I, apparently I Man United are going and... back into him for today. Not, not, no link with Tottenham, I'm just mm. saying. Man United, oh, they, they're trying to shine a striker. Tottenham want a striker. He's putting words in our mouth again. Yeah, how did I know that was coming? Chris? so predictable. But I was just saying, you need another striker, obviously. Danny Ings, I know we're saying him. Who would have wanted him? Jason rightly said that. We've been linked with that at the moment, Chaz. We've been linked with this guy... William Jose from yeah, Sasha Dad. I don't know much about him. He's mm. a target man. I mean, did you have to Google him? Yeah, I had to Google mm. him. But exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what I mean. But but you, my argument with the Tevez is you wanted players with Premier League experience. Mm. He has that in abundance, Tevez. Oh. Well, I don't understand. Why, listen, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I can't. Why are we beggars? Because we've got. Why the hell are we beggars? Because we're sitting there looking. That is absolutely ridiculous. We were Champions League finalists, know, and now we're turning to beggars. But we're sitting here. Beggars. We are seven si- months we on. We are sitting here with seven days left of the window. And we're being linked with players with a loan with an option to buy a player. Beggars. I cannot believe it. Well, t- tell me, is we're not then? Well, look at the players we've been linked with. Are we beggars or not at the moment? Exactly. And you've had to Google every one of them. Yeah, but I'm saying to you, are we not beggars at the moment? We're not certainly buyers, that, are we? Why on, earth, are we, are we buyers? why on earth should we be beggars? We sh- I'm not saying we should be, but are we buyers? Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, we are nowhere near beggars. Look, at, look Are at we it. buyers or beggars? What are we now? Oh, it's crazy. Are it's we buyers, beggars, crazy. borrowers? What are we? What are we beggars? Do- I can't believe it. What, what I'm, I'm telling you. And you want to retire? You want to leave this? Just, I might come back. This is quite fun. <laughs> you want to leave this? I cannot believe it. You want to tell me what the alternatives at the moment? We're not spending any money, are we? We are seven days left of a transfer window. We're not spending any money. Why aren't we? Why, well, I don't, why, I don't, I'm not the why, chairman. Why are we not spending any money? Because we're not beggars. <laughs> we're not beggars, Chris. 
I can't believe it. Beggars. <laughs> the, the termination. The termination. Champions the League. Yeah, the terminology I'm trying to use there. I'm just saying to you at the moment, with the players that we've been and you've admittedly said we had to Google them. It's clear and apparent we're not going to go. Listen, this is exactly what Danny Rose has said. He's had to Google players when mm. they're coming into Tottenham. Yeah, that's one thing I agree with Danny Rose. That doesn't mean they're bad players, though, doesn't it? What? Just because you don't know them? No, no. no I'm, 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 I listen, I know they're not the elite players. I understand, Chris, pro- but we can't say you, for sure. You need proven players. You know, you, it, like but I Carlos Tevez is that. Regardless of his age, it's if he not, does a short-term yeah, job, I don't know why you even brought him into the equation. Because no, it's just a hypothetical us. question. <laughs> yeah, but it's ridiculous. Is there, there's no point even mentioning his name? You know, if we're beggars, so we'll only we can't talk even about players that have been linked with Spurs. Then we'll only talk about players linked with Spurs. We won't talk about any other players. Yeah, but there's no point keep about... linking all these players because if we're not going to actively spend the money, and we're only going to be after, well, then you loan... might as well talk about no transfers. Your Spurs ain't going to yeah! spend the money. Exactly. <laughs> talk about it then. That's just pointless, Chris. That is absolutely pointless. We're not going to talk about any transfers on this show because we're not linked with them. We're not going to talk about Lacelso because that was only against Watford and Norwich. We're not going to talk about anything else. We're only going to talk about oppositions, and it is Saints on the weekend and it is the FA Cup. <laughs> Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs fan show on Love Sports Beggars! Beggars! <laughs> Jason's bowed out. We're all going with him at this rate. I I've think actually after this show I'm free of bailing out and Jason's staying. <laughs> you're listening to the Spurs fan show. He'll be back show. by himself next week doing it. We're listening to the Spurs fan show. If you listen to this show and other shows you notice I have no control on this show. This is the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio with me, uh, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with last word on Spurs. I can't wait for the last word if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Cohen. Won't come soon enough. Still 12 minutes to go. Can't, can't Come wait. on, hurry up. 12 minutes. Unbelievable. Let's talk about Southampton. And I don't want to talk about any signings because we're not playing. <laughs> but it's like, Oliver, please, sir, can I have some more? No, there's no more there. You know, get your gruel somewhere else. Well, uh, we are talking about the Saints. Obviously, it's a big game on the week. My voice is even going. Uh, <laughs> Fourth round of the FA Cup. This is the trophy that's most important. Yes, we know the Champions, no, Champions League this year. <laughs> joking in his face <laughs> well I'll ask Chris because actually I think this is the one thing that me and Chris will probably agree on we've spoke about this at length on previous shows Chris obviously the FA Cup oh, we have to agree that this presents the best chance for Spurs this year absolutely and uh, with Jose Mourinho <laughs> he will definitely take this competition seriously <clears throat> he would definitely have his eye on this cup and uh, you know he, him as much as anybody else will want to put this trophy in the cabinet as soon as possible so I think that we will take it very seriously I think he'll put the best possible 11 out um, which is a difference um, under Pochettino um, so I do think you'll go <coughs> all out to win it he's begging to win it isn't he? <laughs> I think we all are <laughs> we need something it's an important game though for Spurs I think like Chris says this mm. next week or so might in a way define our season of course we've got Man City to come well, uh, well, I'm praying for a win now because I can't face yeah, that can next, next week <laughs> God, no wonder JC's I thought, off I mean I thought the wait was tonight but wait for next week we'll yeah. tune in for next week's but, show but, but think if we if we won the FA Cup this season think how successful this season would actually be We yeah. particularly after the, the dreadful start we've had <laughs> The dreadful games we we've had. We can still finish in the top four. Exactly. It's crazy. Um, mm. and, and Daniel Levy actually said that on stage, didn't he? Just before Christmas, mm. uh, the staff Christmas do, he said, there's two things I've asked Santa for Christmas, and that is finishing in the top four a trophy. and a trophy. So he's, he's given that request It's still one, to, isn't it? It's still one. To Mourinho. It, was, it was a pantomime, though. <laughs> I reckon it was. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> 
Oh no, I wasn't. <laughs> Beggars, uh, obviously. What, so Never what kind of here. what kind of threat will, will, will the Saints pose? Because we're speaking about obviously the recent uh, upturn in mm. form for them. Like I said, they're going to be up for it. They, they don't have no European competition to fancy, and they have already got. You know, they beat Spurs just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I look at a player like Redburn. His pace worries me. Uh, going up against our fullbacks. I mean, to, I will again say, I think Oria has steadily improved under Mourinho. It's one of those things where when you say Ori's improved, it means he's just made less mistakes, if I'm being honest with you. You can't get too carried away. So, I still am concerned about Spurs defensively. Although I've said they have improved, you know, as a unit, I think it'll be interesting to see, obviously, our midfield. I'm hoping the Chelsea will play. It'd be great if Ndombele's back. I think that'll give the team a massive, mm. massive lift to see him in midfield. And, you know, Gedson Fernandes, obviously, to be fair with Gedson, we haven't seen too much of him. He came on the other night. Uh, he obviously made his debut against Watford. And from what I've seen of him, he looks like a you know, decent player, box to box. How quickly is he going to adapt to the Premier League? How quickly will he settle? You know, these 18-month deals, <laughs> there's no real long-term plan with Tottenham. I spoke to Jace actually before, when we came, before we came to the studio. That's what at the moment everything Tottenham do. As we've said before, Jason, it just everything seems so very short term, doesn't it? All these mm. the players that we've even been linked with are not going to go back into transfers, but everything you read is short term loan or loan with an option to buy. There's nothing there that screams out we're planning for the future. Well, well a lot of the concerns in the way that with the Mourinho Jose uh, appointment was that this screams short term, and mm. I actually thought, no, this is a, a yeah, long term yeah. appointment. I, I believe that he wants to be in London, wants to stay finally at a club for a long time, finish out his career. But then with these appointments and with these signings, you know, saying a little bit short termism, that Spurs are maybe just trying to look at this window than rather plan four or five years down the line, Jace. Yeah, I looked at. The Jetson Fernandez deal, and I mean, there's a lot of people who say it makes perfect sense. Look how we've kind of got our fingers burnt with Ndombele, so why go and spend that money? But I, I looked at it and I thought, 18 months loan, which which says to me, Tottenham don't really know if the player's going to be a success. They don't really know if Mourinho's going to be here in 18 months' time. So there's no obligation to buy. So yeah, okay, and it, it starts to be the the short-term thing. But as I say, there'll be other people that say when you've got your fingers burnt on some signings at the moment, it makes perfect sense. But I think, you know, looking at that Southampton game, and you said where where they'll do it, their intensity at the moment, Southampton, is, is spot on. And I looked at Tottenham's side against Norwich and, and the Tottenham sides of late, and without the ball, we don't really go and hunt to get it back. We mm. We kind of get stuck in this, we must keep our shape and position, and so we, we try and intercept passes rather than actually going to win the ball. And like Chris, I know what everyone said about that Liverpool game. I was embarrassed that Tottenham sat there and allowed a side in our own stadium to make 777 passes. I, I could not believe what I was watching. And I think, go and win the ball back and start playing with the ball ourselves. And I know people say, there's you know we haven't got the players to do this, but... You know, I looked at that and I think there's last night and Dombalay, Jedson Fernandez, Lacelso, Ali, Mora. Son, Mora, mm. Winks. These are players that want the ball, mm-hmm. not stand there and wait for the opposition to give it to them. Go and get the ball and then play ourselves from there. Yeah, it's obviously a tricky one. Well, we know what's going on in the league at the minute. Obviously, it is the FA Cup. The Champions League has not returned yet, so it's a great chance to get to that fifth round, even without no disrespect, obviously. But how do we think the game will play out and score predictions first? Well, it's you've got. It's, it's all. It's going to be decided in this game, isn't it? You know. So I'm hoping Spurs will get over the line. It won't be easy. I'm going to go for 
2-1 Tottenham. And that's despite our horrendous away record this season. And, and Sky had done a poll, obviously, of this game. 80% predicting Spurs for the win. Really? 80%. It's very high. Mm. Even with the run that Saints find themselves yeah. on. Chris, you're a little bit surprised at that? Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 Tottenham as well. Yeah? Yeah. Chase? Home win. Ooh. I think we'll God, what, a, what a way to end this, yeah, this yeah, ten yeah. on a on a uh, yeah on a defeat. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. How we could do with Ronnie Rosenthal now, eh? Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Yes. Just just quickly then, because obviously on on the FA Cup and the Champions League returning, it we'll, we'll get to preview that uh, later on in the next few weeks, obviously. But now we have kind of reached eight and a half weeks under Jose. We're at this second half of the season now, Chris. I know you said the the last two games we've got the points, but it's not been the greatest big game on the weekend. Has has it changed for you at all? Your feeling like how the second half of the season may go at all, or, or what you just need to see? We grinded out the result last night and I'm not sure that we would have done that in the last days under Pochettino. So that is what Mourinho has brought in for, to get us over the line and yeah. grind results out. Yes, mm-hmm. we were playing bottom of the league, but it could have been very embarrassing last night and we got the win and yeah. that was in very, very, very important to do so. Yeah. So, and, and, and as we've said many times on this show tonight, that we are only six points away from that top four. So it does give all of the fans belief, it gives all of the staff belief now, when you've got all of the teams around you losing and getting poor results, it has to give you that belief to to, to go on and, and get that top four place. But we must invest in this January transfer window. And, and even if it is just a loan deal for a striker, get a striker, get us over that line, and then he can do some serious business in the summer. Absolutely. And just quickly, because we haven't actually really touched upon it tonight, but there was a lot of listener questions as well. But in summary, talking about Sessegnon, obviously a lot was made of him last night. What can, yeah. can we expect from him? Still the player that we hope he can be. Listen, he's a young kid. He's going to make mistakes and I'm not going to hold anything against him. That you mm. know, He's only going to learn. A lot of the questions, person. Ricky, say, mm. uh, your listeners saying that seemingly Session lack of confidence, look, look shy on the pitch. It, it, you know what he does? And to be fair, Jason, you know, I want you to have a sound of, you know, he doesn't want to get behind, beyond the halfway line. I'm not sure if that's a tactic for Mourinho. What do you think? No, I, th- I think it is confidence. I think Jose said very quickly about him that he wants him to, to get a little bit more personality more demanding of him of himself and the players around him. Looks like players don't want to pass to him at the moment. So I think it's a confidence thing. We, we've seen the abilities that Ryan Sessegnon's got, but but uh, and it may well be another year or so before. I mean, Gareth Bale was, what, 24 games before he won a game. So let's look at what Gareth Bale was at this stage Absolutely. in his Tottenham career. And, and I'm not saying Sessegnon will be that, but it's a bit early to write him off, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Well, obviously, there is a, a game going on in the Premier League tonight. We spoke about the golfing class. Uh, we, we hate to say it, but obviously, Wolves are playing Liverpool. Wolves at home, and it's Liverpool 1-0. Jordan Henderson, who has, has put them 1-0 up just under half an hour played in that one. Liverpool seemingly strength to strength, uh, as Chris said, maybe going unbeaten for the season. But this is the last word on Spurs. The Spurs fan show every Thursday, 7 to... Uh, uh, 8.30, you'll have a new host next week and you won't have Jason McGovern here. But I know Ricky wants to touch upon that. And we'll still be begging. <laughs> now, I just want to again say... i see you in the pub. I yeah, do, I look forward I to it. I do just want to again say on record again, uh, a massive thanks to Jace for all the hard work, the commitment, all the contributions he's done for these shows over the last three years. I think what I says, Jace, I think this is our 215th show. And to have lasted that long, I thought he'd last longer than eight and a half weeks on the Mourinho, to be fair. I thought he would outstay 
Danny Rose and Christian Eriksen. But again, I just want to thank him so much. He's been a real gent. I'm going to miss him. Um, I said, I've got a friend for life. He came to my wedding. I've grown very close to him. And um, like I said before, he's irreplaceable. And uh, believe me, although listeners would say, I honestly mean this. Anything I could do to keep him, I would. But I think Spurs have worn you out, Jason. No. no it was, thanks for all the nice comments today. There's, there's been lots on, on Twitter and that. And it, it's, you know, it has been fun interacting with everybody and doing the shows. But uh, He's staying in the WhatsApp group up. with us, isn't you, Jason? Time's He's staying in the WhatsApp group. Until you dump me, mate. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, you're admin. Don't worry about that. They can't remove you, mate. Uh, yeah, obviously, we echoed out, obviously, Jason, uh, and, and all the, the comments you got today absolutely deserved your, your thoughts on this show. That's, We're that's hoping for sure. he'll come back for the odd one or two. Maybe a pre-season. Maybe when we get to a cup final. Transfer special. When Lyle Danny Thomas. Rose leaves. Yeah, I'll yeah. be on that one. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm uh, really uh, 100% on that one. You know what happens? That might be in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Jason, well, if it all starts looking up again, we don't you back bandwagon, you know, jumping on for the good times, mate, for all the glory. But this is the Spurs fan show uh, with me, Charlie Hawkins, and the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Chris Carlin, and obviously a very, very special Jason McGovern. We will be back at the same time as we are every Thursday, 7 to half 8, right here on Love Sport Radio. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.